Montel here, and welcome to another very special edition of Let's Be Blunt with Montel, where we talk about everything and anything cannabis, and we also try to touch on some of the issues that are facing us as a nation as we go forward, especially moving into this new election cycle. So we'll be covering lots of other topics, not just cannabis, but we're going to focus on cannabis to try to make sure that we can help you out there that are trying to navigate this space, get the information you need and the tools you need to be able to do so to the best of your ability. And today, we are so happy to have with us a special guest. She's a CEO and co-founder of Greenhouse Healthy, Greenhouse Healthy, a health and wellness company promoting cannabis as part of a healthy and active lifestyle. Her company creates healthy experiences through educational and athletic events, instructing cannabis positive fitness and nutrition classes, and also providing promotion and media services. She's an NASM certified personal trainer and a trail runner, writer, public speaker, and an epilepsy warrior. Please welcome Heather DeRose to our podcast. Heather, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Now, you know, you you have a very interesting history when it comes to cannabis. I, I think our listeners would really love to be able to understand. As a matter of fact, when you were younger and partially through your college years, you were really against cannabis use, were you not? That is true. Yeah, I didn't try cannabis until I was 18 years old. I grew up in Missouri and unfortunately believed a lot of the misinformation that I was told or read. Um, I was a top tier student, so I thought that it was going to make me lazy or, you know, affect my brain negatively and lower my IQ. So I really did believe a lot of the misinformation out there. And it really wasn't until I had seizure reoccurrence in my early 20s that I started learning more and trying it and really understanding the plant and its benefits. Did you suffer? You suffered from seizures when you were a child. Yeah. So I was diagnosed with epilepsy when I was a teenager. Um, I, they never found the cause of that. The doctor told me that I could have a seizure every day for the rest of my life or never have one again. They, I mean, it was after several tests and all of this, but they just had no clue what was going on. They never talked to me once about cannabis as an option or any treatment availability. Now, um, did they put you on, did they put you in, you know, it's very interesting. I have uh, one of my daughters uh, was literally diagnosed with what is called adolescent onset epilepsy when she was in her preteen years and uh, lasted with her through to her mid-20s. Unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, uh, back then there wasn't a lot of information out about cannabis and its its effects on epilepsy. And so my daughter was medicated, you know, the way a lot of people were medicated back then, using some Western medications. I'm not going to go into detail on what they were, but some extremely powerful drugs that affected her literally until she's 35 this year, but until about five years ago, affected her adversely, the use of those drugs when she was younger. Were you put on medication when you were younger also? Yeah, so I did try um, anti-seizure medication, and it did not work for me. Like you said, the side effects can be very harsh, Um, so I I didn't really use that long term, Um, and I was able to, my seizures weren't so frequent that I um, needed the anti-seizure medication, but then I started having them in my early 20s and really found that cannabis has helped. I'm over two and a half years seizure-free now, um, and it's not, I wouldn't say that it's a, you know, it's just 
part of the toolbox that I use, incorporating a different lifestyle choice. I'm now a plant-based athlete. Um, I used to, unfortunately, smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol. Now I do not. And I think that cannabis has played a big role in helping me um, kind of take my health into more you know, consideration and give me in a little bit of a different uh, mind space to connect with my body in a different way. Well, you said you found out about it. Okay, so your, your seizures started coming back while you were in college, uh, what, around age 25? Yeah, around, uh, it was like my early 20s, yeah, 20, 25. Um, and then I had heard about it. My husband at the time was a cannabis user. He had used cannabis since high school, and I, you know, was still against it. Um, so, But he encouraged me to do a little bit more research, and I watched a TED Talk about the Stanley Brothers helping um, the little girl Charlotte Figgy, and they created Charlotte's Web, and it really opened my eyes to, you know, not only the fact that cannabis can and does help lot, a lot of people, um, but her being, you know, having this life again that she can, you know, do things and her quality is improved, but she's still not able to leave the state and go to, you know, Disney World or something because her parents will be considered drug traffickers. And, and I was a, uh, my degree is in personal financial planning and I was working at a, uh, Veterans United Home Loans, which primarily helps veterans obtain home loans. And I also learned about the statistic that, you know, over 22 veterans a day are taking their lives and cannabis can and does help a lot of them. And it just really kind of lit a fire and inspired me to um, change, you know, my path. I, I found that I was more passionate about this plant and how it helped me and how it can help other people. And at and, the time you were, wait, but at the time when you first discovered cannabis and, and, and got some benefits out of it for yourself, for your Caesars, where were you living? Were you living in, at the time you were in Missouri? Yeah, I was in Missouri. So there was also that stigma because I was um, consuming daily and I had visited Colorado a couple times and got to see, you know, walk into a store and not feel like a criminal. And I had options and I knew that, you know, it had been regulated by the state. So I felt way more comfortable getting that sort of medication than possibly, you know, facing jail time Fine. if I was caught with my medication in Missouri. You're buying it off the street, basically. Right, right. Right, so you moved. Did you move? Did you not move to Colorado? When did you do that? Yeah, I moved to Colorado in 2015. Okay. And and primary reason was so that you could you could live in a state that had a medical cannabis law and at that then at that point in time turned into a adult use law, so you were able to purchase, you know, from dispensaries, is that right? Exactly. Yeah. So I was able to walk into a dispensary and get my medicine in whichever form I preferred, um, smell the different flower beforehand. So it was a much more comfortable experience as a, a patient. And then, you know, so now you're living in Colorado and you've clearly got work and employment. Your husband moved with you. And then the right. two of you decided to open up your own cannabis business. Is that right? Right. Um, so we started Greenhouse Healthy as an educational platform um, to share the, you know, the benefits of incorporating it as a part of a healthy and active lifestyle. We were using it uh, when we were hiking and running and being active outdoors in Colorado, and we found this uh, race series 
at the time it was the 420 games. Now it's the civilized games. And so it was a 4.2 mile run and uh, cannabis, you know, users or just people that supported it were coming out in all of these major cities across the U.S. and competing in this, you know, challenge as well as connecting on um, cannabis and fitness, you know, lifestyle level. So it was really awesome. And I ended up placing third in Seattle, second in Portland, and first in Denver in the the race. So it was pretty exciting. Precisely. So then you turn that basically into a business where you literally now teach and report on exercise and fitness in association with cannabis. Is that right? Right. So yeah, no, so in the greenhouse healthy um, is now we have a platform where we teach positive um, cannabis fitness classes, also educational events. And I speak at different conferences around the world um, as a sponsored cannabis athlete by the Cannabis Science Conference. I uh, presented cannabinoids for fitness there. Also, Missouri Normal, Colorado Normal, and Hempway Foods. I'm a big hemp foods advocate as well. And I'm a journalist for Grassroots America Magazine, who, which we share stories and the research and science about cannabis um, nationally as well. And, you know, now, you know, I, I, when you say the terms cannabis and a healthy lifestyle, and especially a, a athletic and, and a fitness lifestyle, I would think that you're, you get met with a lot of resistance from people. Is that right? Uh, yeah, initially when I say I'm a cannabis athlete or I consume cannabis and go on a half marathon run or something, people look at me like I'm a little bit crazy. Um, but then I tell them about, you know, the benefits and how it really does help me uh, focus and make my body feel in not so much pain when I'm running up and down mountains. Um, and then it's perfect for recovery. Um, it's a natural anti-inflammatory versus maybe ibuprofen, which a lot of trail runners use. Um, which has harmful side effects and can be deadly, um, as well as, you know, using topicals for pain and then the sleep promotion at night. And we do have um, a group of over 20 athletes also that do charity miles. So we walk, run, or bike for the charity of their choice. And we've completed over 6,000 miles as a team in the past two years, earning money for charities all across the world. Um, so we're, we're a big community and the numbers are growing daily people that realize oh i am a cannabis athlete or something because they consume cannabis and do something athletic or go on a hike and it's more enjoyable yeah when you call it you call it can of fitness right and so yeah when someone combines cannabis and fitness i call it can of fitness um you know it could be somebody that has arthritis and is using a cannabis topical lotion uh, for pain relief before they go for a walk um, but it's benefiting their overall health and wellness and you know like i said it can help people enhance their hikes and adventures um so it can really you know be utilized in a lot of different ways well let's talk a little bit about you i mean you know you know it, it, People have heard that, you know, cannabis helps with seizures, but how has it helped you specifically with your seizures and managing your seizures? So specifically, I've, I'm over two and a half years seizure-free now, and I feel by adding cannabis into my health and wellness and daily routine, and it's also a tool in the toolbox. So I also practice a healthier lifestyle. Um, I incorporate meditation, and I'm a plant-based athlete. Um, and then, you know, quality of sleep, just kind of maintaining that overall 
um, homeostasis your body, you know, strives to be in, I think it's really helped me have this seizure-free period and longer periods as well as um, you know, it's being a neuroprotectant, so it can help my brain repeat, repair or protect against uh, possible future seizures. You're a certified personal trainer, and I'm sure you, you talk to other trainers. And what's their reaction been when you explain what you're doing? There's a lot of interest, um, a lot of interest in other states that aren't legal yet, um, and, you know, how their patients are really interested or their clients are really interested in, you know, trying a topical because they hear it helps with inflammation versus ibuprofen and promoting sleep after training sessions is crucial. Also just getting, you know, their clients out of pain before a training session can, you know, help in their overall health and wellness just by getting them active and able to move pain-free. Well, you consume before working out, during working out, and also after, right? Right. Most of the time, um, if it's a longer training session, I'll consume during, um, but usually definitely before, and I find that it helps me focus on whatever exercise or training session I'm doing, and I'm definitely in less pain, so it makes it more enjoyable overall. Um, and then after as well, just because of the recovery benefits, um, and the sleep promotion are, are an essential, essential part of recovery as an athlete. And it's also very helpful for pre-race jitters. I mean, I think a lot of athletes uh, can get a little bit jittery before they compete, so I definitely find it helps me there. Okay, and, and, and your business is an office that helps to do you do you give advice do you give out information so that people can understand how to use and and the what they're doing when they're using cannabis while exercising because yeah, there is this you know idea that you know sometimes cannabis use in some people can raise people's blood pressure you know a little bit before the exertion so that that could be detrimental to some Right, yeah. So definitely keeping in mind each individual's ability and state um, for safety reasons as well as comfort levels, of course. Um, but I do, you know, definitely caution people to start slow and, you know, keep a journal of what they're experiencing so that they know how to titrate um, and what their dose is so that they aren't uncomfortable or that, you know, there isn't some sort of elevated um blood pressure or something so they aren't going to have any side effects or issues from consuming cannabis while working out or moving. Mm -hmm. Now, what's next? I mean, what, what, what do you see next on your horizon? I'm definitely um, continuing to speak at several events and conferences and we'll be holding um, events and I have a 30K that I'm running in Missouri on November 3rd, and as well as a marathon in Missouri um, in, on December 8th. 
to help and I'll be sharing my training sessions and the products that I use and, you know, how I'm incorporating them into uh, my race day and everything. And then I'll also, my company will be covering MJ BizCon for Grassroots America, interviewing and sharing people's stories there and just trying to get education to as many people as possible. And my husband and I are also planning on completing the entire Colorado Trail in 2020. Um, we'll be raising awareness about Canada Fitness as well as Epilepsy Awareness. Um, and then I'll be speaking at uh, celebrating one year for Missouri legalization at the Missouri Conference, the Grow Trade Fest in Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri next year as well. Yeah, you, uh, you have moved back to Missouri, right? And Missouri now, because it has passed its medical marijuana law, it still has not implemented Right. So they won't announce the, they're not planning on announcing the license holders for businesses until the end of this year. Um, However, the patients that did sign up for the program and got their cultivation authorization can now um, grow their own cannabis in their private residence or place of, um, they want to grow it. (laughs) So they they allow for personal growing in Missouri. Right. They started that uh, this summer when they allowed patients to apply for the program. And then they um, also had applications for at-home cultivation. Okay, and, and Missouri is, um, you know, is a state where, you know, they've been working on this for several years. And there was a considerable amount of pushback. How do you see the reaction of the public in Missouri now that uh, the program is getting ready to be implemented? I see a lot of positive uh, progress when the last year, whenever there were, there were actually three initiatives on the ballot, which was the only state in history to have three different initiatives. And with the hope, it seemed to try and confuse voters. And um, they, the public was really educated and they voted for the best amendment to pass. And it really does work with the patients and uh, has a, a great, guideline for how it's moving forward. I'm excited to see a lot of people um, moving forward and really learning a lot and trying to get this program instilled just for the patients and really having that in mind. So it's really exciting to see. I didn't think that it would be this soon for sure. Mm-hmm. Are you and your husband planning on getting into the dispensary or the, you know, the, the business of, of cannabis? No, we actually, uh, we grew, when we moved to Colorado, we worked on a farm that had 6,000 plants, all outdoor organic, um, and we had that experience from seed to sale, which was an amazing experience, getting that connection with the plants and all the workers that had their personal stories. And I also worked in a medical dispensary um, for a short time in Boulder, Colorado, and got to see patients every day. Um, But now we're focusing on Greenhouse Healthy, um, which is, you know, more the ancillary side of businesses helping um, share. We do social media um, work as well, and then writing journalists. So we share all that in our personal experiences as we can in that way. And what's your your intention in Missouri is to continue your advocacy work, but not necessarily work in the business. We'll continue Greenhouse Healthy in that way. So we'll be, um, you know, writing and 
doing um, social media work is a lot of what our company does for um, different companies as well as, you know, building websites and, and things like that, assisting in the industry. Um, so on the ancillary side of things, what, rather than the dispensary and cultivation. Great, great. Well, I mean, now, you know, again, if, if anybody wanted to be able to get and reach out to you, how would they be able to get in touch with you? Um, they can definitely reach out on greenhousehealthy.com. And my personal social media is the Heather DeRose on Instagram, um, Heather DeRose on Facebook, all the social media um, channels, and Greenhouse Healthy as well. That's great. Well, I got to say, thank you so much, Heather, for being part of uh, Let's Be Blunt with Montana. I wish you the best. And um, you know, I hope you have a lot of success in these upcoming marathons. Thank you so much, Montel. Absolutely. Well, if we get down to Missouri, we'll look you up for sure. And that's uh, this edition of today's Let's Be Blunt with Montel. Understanding that, you know, cannabis can be used in a myriad of different ways, and people should have access to not only the information, but the cannabis itself. So, again, thank you so much for tuning in today, and make sure you catch our next Let's Be Blunt. Are you dealing with best life burnout, constantly striving for more, and quite frankly, over it? Maybe you just want more joy, peace, and laughter in your life now. Well, then let's go. Welcome to your new favorite podcast, Hot Happy Mess, hosted by me, your girl, Zuri Hall. We are celebrating our magic in the middle of life's messes. Don't miss new episodes every Wednesday. Listen to the Hot Happy Mess podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Michigan, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.